My guest today is a husband, a father, an educator, and someone deeply rooted in his community. He's so deeply rooted in his community that he's actually running for the school board. He wants to be a difference maker. As an educator, he is passionate about what happens in his local school district. My guest today is John Parker Jones. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my studios at The Junction, and uh, this is episode two, live, in person, uh, episode two, where thanks to the technology of Zoom, we've now had to re-record, and so anyway, Corby, thank you for the introduction on the audio, as always, let me go ahead and let my guest introduce himself, and we'll go from there. Sure. I'm John Parker Jones. I am a resident in Hilliard, lived here a long time, uh, and I'm currently a candidate for Hilliard City School Board. And you sound way better this time. <laughs> I, I, nobody else listening probably understands why that's funny for you and I. But uh, yeah, so yeah, we're re-recording we're and uh, you're running for school board, which is why I had you in. Um, so let's take it back to the very beginning. Um, talk to me about why did you decide to run for school board? Mm-hmm. And uh, then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, I've been involved in the community as a volunteer in a variety of, of uh organizations or ways and um i'm a teacher mm-hmm. for this is my 29th year so um i've dedicated my professional life to education it's incredibly important to me outside of my work mm-hmm. um i have two sons who both graduated from hilliard schools and my wife teaches in hilliard um it just feels like or has always felt that i have a unique perspective mm-hmm. that could benefit the school district yeah and uh, I strongly believe in volunteering and doing for others, um, giving of yourself in ways that benefit other people. So it's a natural fit. And what I found so interesting the very first time we recorded was you talked about the fact that you actually, you're not just talking. You, you go to all the board meetings yeah. as, as a, just as an observer. Right. Um, and so can you talk about that a little bit? Because I know that that's, you know, again, you've learned a lot in that process. And I think that was, was that something that prompted you to say, okay, I I think I want to be a part of that. I started attending. Yeah, it did. It contributed. I started attending board meetings January of 2019, Mm -hmm. just because I wanted to understand better what's going on in our schools. That's an incredible way to accomplish that by watching the work of the board. Mm -hmm. And in March that year, uh, I started asking some people some questions about what board members do mm-hmm. and gained a much better understanding of what it is. And I think a lot of people don't know what board members do. They um, really only have four main roles. They hire and supervise the superintendent and the treasurer. Mm-hmm. They are responsible for all financial decisions. And uh, they set policy, which is incredibly important. That's the governing of the the organization. And then they do a good job of talking with community members to gain their sentiment. And then they bring that back to the leadership of the super, the superintendent and the rest of the leadership to help them in making sure they're doing what the community wants them to do. Mm -hmm. So by attending those board meetings, I 
I realized, well, there is a lot that goes on mm-hmm. and it is a lot of the things I'm already interested in. I'm interested in legislation. Um, I'm curious about policy. How does it shape what happens in any organization? Um, so I think by attending those, I, I started thinking, well, yeah, this is something that I could do and it would be beneficial for the district. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that you mentioned um, was the fact that the, the makeup of the, the board itself, one of the things you noticed, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but uh, it was something that stuck out to me in our first interview was um, the makeup of the board itself mm-hmm. was lacking someone like yourself who is in education. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. To my knowledge, there's never been a, a professional in education who has served on the Hilliard School Board. Uh, there have been people who are married to teachers or are active in their community within the schools, but nobody with the the experience a teacher has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the example I gave was, you know, our medical boards are made up right. of doctors. Right. Our bar association is made up of attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a natural fit in my mind that our boards of education would have somebody uh, hopefully of a variety of backgrounds, but certainly right. at least one person who has a background in education. For sure. And and the fact that you're not in the Hilliard schools yourself right. personally, you're in a different school district. Yeah, I teach in Upper schools. Arlington. You teach in Upper Arlington. So, right. uh, and I think that's important too for anyone voting or, or considering those things to know that you are actually in a different school district and that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it would it would be a huge conflict of interest. Right. Uh, and I... It, don't believe it's legal. Right. But some people have said, wait a minute, what do you mean yeah. you teach and you want to serve on the board? Yes. It's important to know it's a different school board, mm-hmm. uh, a different school district. Right. And then I think one of the things that fascinated me when you and I met uh, at the Cricket Can, shout out Cricket Can right down the oh, street. Yeah. Uh, but when we met the first time, you were telling me the process of getting even into the the mix of being able to be voted yeah. for. And I just destroyed an entire, you're not an English teacher, are you? No. Just, okay. Cause you just no. gave me an F <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to run, to run for the school board. To, right. That's yeah. much cleaner. Wasn't it? That it was is better. a lengthy process. <laughs> it's a lengthy process and it's a difficult process. And can you take us through that? Because I want people yeah, to understand sure. you don't just go, ah, I think I'll throw my hat in the ring on this. It's, it's, it's a lengthy process. Can you walk right. through that? Yeah. Well, first you have to, take the step, the, make the decision, yes, I'm willing to run for the school board. Mm-hmm. And then you have to form a committee. Mm-hmm. You have to designate a treasurer. And then you get what are called nominating petitions from the Franklin County Board of Elections. Mm-hmm. That simply says, I'm going to uh, try to get enough people interested in my becoming a candidate mm-hmm. that, uh, well, I'm not saying it well, but... Um, you get signatures, people right, saying, right. yeah, I'm fine with you getting on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And in Hilliard, right now, you need 150 signatures. Right. People typically get considerably more because some aren't, you have to be a registered voter to sign. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's not the case. And so the Board of, Edu- Board of Elections tosses out some of those signatures. Mm-hmm. So I got 318, 320 this time. Uh, last time I was closer to 400. You don't want to do all that work and then find out well, you're not on the ballot because you didn't get enough signatures. Right. So then August, the Board of Elections met, and they certified the signatures, mm-hmm. and that's when you're officially on the ballot. Yeah. 
And that's kind of when the real campaigning begins. I mean, right. you certainly do it before then, but that's when um, you can say, I'm on the ballot and I want to tell you about my priorities and qualifications. Yeah. And that, I, I just can't imagine if you went out and got 200, let's say, and they threw out 75 of them. Right. To your point, you know, you did a lot of work and then find out you're not even going to be on the ballot is yeah. a little brutal. So, uh, so you, you know, as you said, there's a lot of thing there, but when it starts, so it really starts, it gets real when yes. it gets real and they've uh, approved it, I think is the word you used. Right. They um, certify. They certify. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So they certify it. Now it gets real. So what does it look like now between now and, and we're rushing this, we're doing this on a Sunday and it's raining outside <laughs> and you were nice enough to come over and redo this for me because of the first one. Um, but we're doing this in a hurry because we have two weeks, right? We have. Depending on when people hear this. 10 days. What yeah. is the official One week day? from Tuesday, November uh, 2nd. November 2nd. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to get this. As soon as you walk out today, I'm going to edit and get it, get it posted today. Uh, people will be hearing this hopefully the next 10 days. Um, so what, and I should also say that early voting has already begun. That was okay. uh, beginning of October. Okay. So you can do that in person at the Board of Elections, or okay. you can request an absentee ballot. But the in-person on the day of is November 2nd. November 2nd. So yeah. we got to hurry. So between now and November 2nd, what do you what do, you do as, as a candidate? What do you do the next 10 days? Uh, this is the last push. <laughs> yeah. Um, up to this point, I was, I was going through the numbers since our last conversation. Um, so far, I've visited um, close to three thousand households, like wow. at their door. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a a, a website. Mm-hmm. It's called electjohnparkerjones.com. dot com, okay. and that's had uh, several thousand people visit um so up to this point well actually by the time election day rolls around i will have had about fifty-five thousand touch points with registered voters in hilliard wow it's it's a lot it is a lot yeah but you um, have to yeah have absolutely to. and so in this last week um i'm trying to post every day on social media talking about well reminding people about everything i've already talked about mm-hmm. my qualifications and my priorities uh but also just talking a little bit more about um, reminders of what's at stake here. Right. It's a huge district. It's one of the top 10 largest districts in Ohio. Yeah. Um, uh, an annual budget of nearly a quarter trillion, I'm sorry, quarter billion, <laughs> quarter billion dollars, um, okay. 16,500 students mm-hmm. approximately. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's an incredibly important election. It is. So just between now and, and election day, uh, I hope to continue my message mm-hmm. and also reach anyone I haven't yet reached. Mm-hmm. And so for those that, that may listen to this or for those that, you know, I'm sure you and I are going to be sharing this on, on our platforms yeah. in various ways, um, run through, because I know when you and I met the first time, you, you took me through your points, your key points that you were running on. Can uh-huh. you take us through those as well for anyone that maybe hasn't, heard of you or yeah first, sure you know can you just take us through that as well well let me start with my qualifications there you go uh, i mentioned i'm a teacher in upper arlington this is my 29th year okay um it's my professional uh goal mm-hmm. help kids achieve everything that they can mm-hmm. um so it's incredibly important to me i'm yeah. committed to improving our community i'm passionate about education um we've lived here for 26 years have two sons who went through the district mm-hmm. I've volunteered 
for the district in a variety of ways. The probably the longest standing one is the Hilliard Education Foundation, which I've this is my tenth year with that organization. Uh, they provide scholarships and grants to student students and mm-hmm. their classroom teachers. Uh, and I've served as a, a president with that organization. I've volunteered with levy committees, volunteered with PTOs, with the marching band at our high school, mm-hmm. uh, Bradley. Um, I feel like, oh, and uh, attending every board meeting for the past three years, right. there's, there's a lot of engagement, experience, and commitment in what I've done. Yeah. And you don't know a job until you get it. So mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm right. going to learn a lot of things that I don't know now, but yeah. as w- where I'm sitting now, there seem to be three main priorities. Right. One is uh, sustainable funding. People wonder why do boards of education always come back every so often for additional monies. And, you know, just like everybody, we all want to get a cost of living raise. Well, that adds up. Mm-hmm. Um, the car that we buy today, brand new, is more expensive than the exact same model one year ago. So right. prices go up. Um, it, that's what happens within school districts as well, just yeah. like businesses and everything else. Um, and right now, that funding mostly comes from residential property owners. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see more commercial growth come into the Hilliard school's footprint, which actually goes beyond the city of Hilliard. Right. So that there's a better balance about who's paying for education. Mm-hmm. And, and a great example of that is Dublin. Citizens of Dublin and Hilliard each pay about the same in taxes. Right. But Dublin spends about $1,000 more per student because of the commercial uh, revenue in that community that we don't have here in Hilliard. Right. So I'd like funding to be more sustainable, hopefully by having more commercial growth come into the community. Another is growth. Uh, about 45% of the land in Hilliard schools is undeveloped. Wow. So we're halfway to what our, our city could potentially be. Mm-hmm. We started with one high school. We're at three now. Um, we're going to continue to grow. And we have to think about what that looks like. How do we prepare for it? Yeah. And that's incredibly important. Um, zoning is the responsibility of city council, not a school board, but school boards can influence some of those decisions. And mm-hmm. I've had a, a, a done a lot of work to make very positive relationships with members of city council. I'm on the steering committee of the Hilliard by design comprehensive plan update. <laughs> it's a long one. I have to pause it's and think about one. it. And that organization or that group of uh, citizens is going to help make recommendations to the city about future growth guidelines. So as a school board member, that's the angle I'm performing that work in. Okay. How will this growth affect the schools? And then um, student achievement. Mm-hmm. Hilliard is one of the top performing districts in Ohio, but there's always room for improvement. Right. Uh, I'd like to get into the position so that I can understand better why things are the way they are, what the district does really well, what areas there needs to be improvement, mm-hmm. and then help with guiding uh, the district through some solutions that would raise those uh, those touch points. And I think the most amazing thing you said to me, uh, once again, on our last interview was win, lose, or draw, 
when when would the next board meet? When would the first board meeting be for the new? The next board will be sworn in in January. In January. Yeah. And I think what you said was win, lose, or draw, you're going to be at the next board meeting. I'll be at the next board meeting. Yeah. Either way. Absolutely. Which, which I think says a lot about who you are, your beliefs in, again, not just being about it, but or not just talking about but being about it. Right. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I appreciated that when you said that on the last interview was, you know, I'll be there either way. Yeah, um, right. And, you know, and hopefully you'll be there as a board member, but right. if not, you're going to be there and continue to do what the community should do and educate yourself and, uh, you know, support, listen, absolutely, do, do, do what people do at board meetings. For sure. Yeah. My commitment and engagement does not depend on the outcome of this election. Yeah. Uh, my said, ability to <laughs> assist mm-hmm. will change, but I'll still be at board meetings. I'll still volunteer, uh, I'm not going anywhere. There you go. <laughs> well, you said that a lot better than I did. That's why I should have let you say it in the first place. All right, um, and, and we're going to rush because because we want I want to get this uh, get this posted. Um, what are the ways they can help besides voting? We've clear right. you know we've talked about that. That's the number one way, Absolutely. most important way you can help is vote. Yes. Um, if you've heard this episode and want to share it on the so you mentioned social. So what you you tell me what are the best ways for people to help you between now and November second? Between now and November second learn about the candidates mm-hmm. and decide what's important to you as a voter mm-hmm. and which candidates are going to help accomplish what you believe the district needs. Uh, I hope that my message resonates with people. And if it does, they can go to my website to learn more. They can donate, they can request a yard sign. Um, I still have volunteer opportunities. If anyone's willing to do that, you can visit my Facebook, which is elect John Parker Jones and Keep up on what I'm doing. I also have a Twitter, um, John, J-O-N. I should mention my first name is without an H. That's right. (laughs) J-O-N for the number for H-C-S-D. John for H-C-S-D. H-C-S-D. So Twitter, Facebook, and then the website one more time. The website, elect John Parker Jones. There's no hyphen, and again, my first name is spelled J-O-N. No H. No H. No H. <laughs> well, this has been great. Um, uh, you know, I've I, I wanted to rush through. I'm thankful you took your time on a Sunday. You know, we were texting this morning. Yeah, and well, I actually got me out of the rain. I was <laughs> I was canvassing neighborhoods, so oh, this gave go. me a chance to come in from the rain. <laughs> there you go. Well, I might I might put you back out in the rain uh, in a minute, but um, thank you for coming back in, and thank you for being willing to do this today uh, on a Sunday. Like I said, uh, and and hopefully we can get this uh, turned around and out to the to the masses soon. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, again, encourage everybody go vote November 2nd or sooner by absentee ballot or in person at the Franklin County Board of Elections. And I think you mentioned this just one more follow up. You said there's four seats available, three seats, three seats, three seats seats available. Mm -hmm. Uh, And how many candidates? There are eight candidates, eight candidates, three seats available. So please do your homework. Hopefully this episode has been helpful uh, for one of those candidates. Uh, do your homework and get out there November 2nd. Does that sound good? That sounds great. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Best of luck to you. And, and uh, we know where we're going to find you in the first board meeting in January. November 8th. I'll be at the next board meeting. <laughs> I don't know where that seat's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be in one or two places, but we know right. we will see you there. So thank you so much and best of luck to you. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. 
Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.